0: Welcome to my Japanese green tea podcast, a show dedicated to Japanese tea, hosted by tea blogger Ricardo Kaiseto. Good evening, tea lovers, and welcome to another episode of my Japanese green tea podcast. Today's show is special because it's the first time that we talk about ceramics. And our guest for today is Vince Yu. He's the co-founder of Chaos Ceramics. Hi, Vince. Thanks for joining the show.
1: Hi, Ricardo. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Can you tell us uh, a little about your background in in ceramics?
1: We just started not too long ago. Our company name is called Chaos Theory Ceramics. And right now, we focus only on a very specific kind of uh, ceramics called gin. The Japanese name is Temuku and that's what we're doing right now. Okay, and you're living in China? Yes, I was uh I grew up in Vancouver actually, Vancouver, Canada. Came back here to start my business in China and this is one of the uh, projects me and Leo are both really obsessed about.
0: Were you born in Canada?
1: Uh well I was born in Beijing and my family migrated to Canada when I was in elementary school, so I pretty much received my education there, uh, graduated from uh, Simon Fraser University actually, in Vancouver, BC, and came back here to try to start a business. Oh, really cool. Okay,
0: so for most of us that don't know what, what Jian or the Tenmoku ceramics are, c- can you give us a, a quick intro?
1: Sure. This, is, uh, this actually goes back to Song Dynasty, China. So the specific time frame is between 960 to 1200. So some, sometime between uh, 900 years to 1200 years.
0: Okay, so long time
1: ago. Long time ago, long time ago. Um, this is actually quite interesting. Because um, at the time, at Song, during Song Dynasty China, tea was very popular. In fact, they used to have uh, what we would call in Chinese tea battles. So people would meet and they would try to compete with each other to see who has a better tea. And the way they do it is through a very unique process called dian cha. Cha means tea in Chinese. Dian is the process of making tea, which is uh, considerably different compared to today's way of brewing tea. The way they did it back then, is very similar to Japanese matcha. Okay. They they chalk it up, they break it, and they try to... Uh, put it into powder forms right and they try to beat it so that it comes up with foams on top of the tea bubbles basically and the way gemware was introduced is it first of all it's dark it's black It's a black ceramic, right? So it basically offers you a visual contrast between the tea bubbles and the cup itself and the way the battles were being conducted is whoever has the uh, whoever was able to have their bubbles last longest on the teacup wins the competition and that's how this uh ware originated from
0: oh i see and okay, so. for someone that has never seen the this this dian t ware, what what's the most the thing that stands out the most
1: well it's the way it looks right i mean there are three general uh, basically glaze patterns one is called the uh two how i men- mentioned it a little bit in my blog so if you look inside the cup, you see little strands of hair, very similar to uh, a rabbit's fur, for example. It's called Tu how, and the uh, actual translation is hair's fur. That's one type of glaze. It's very easy to identify. The second type is called Yodi, which is basically, if you look into the, the gen cup, you can see little bubbles of silver drops or gold droplets of um, color discoloration. Compared to the original black glaze, and the third one is extremely rare. It's called Yao Bin, and I think the the most famous Yao Bin is actually in Japan right now. Uh, you probably have encountered pictures of, pictures of it online. It's known as the number one bowl in the world. Oh, really? So those are the three major kinds. Yeah, I, I can show you pictures of it later. It's been kept in a museum as a national treasure. Very mm-hmm. beautiful.
0: Uh, Japan actually has a lot of those. Like. I've I've seen one that that is from Korea that is also uh-huh. like really expensive and really rare so Exactly. Yeah, it 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 happens in Japan. I've seen like for example in Japan that like they have these I don't know like Tokunama yaki and Daku Wear and and bisen yaki and all this but the the Tenmoku is not mentioned. So is it like a technique that you can apply to other styles?
1: It's well this is a um... It originated from China, right? So they say. Um uh, yeah. The way temoku is very rare is first of all you have to make the clay body itself, right? And you dip it into the glaze, and then you go into furnace, and hopefully something comes out. Now the the reason why it's expensive is it's very rare to actually get the patterns. Now the way we just had our first batch not too long ago, and I think only fifteen percent of the. Uh, the ceramics came out were actually qualified as Temoku, the rest were being just smashed. Right? So that's why it's kind of rare. It's just uh, it's a matter of statistics. You know, one in ten cups comes out with the pattern, whether you're doing the, uh, the Yao Bian or the Yodi or the, uh, the Chu Hao, it doesn't matter. Those are just different formulas of the glaze. But the rate of success is extremely low.
0: So these are really expensive ceramics.
1: Yes because of the way it's being produced right now. So, yeah, what you, exactly. You're playing with one in ten chance of getting something right, right? My company, what we're trying to do is we're trying to bring down the cost of production. We're trying to figure out the right formula to basically increase our success rate, right? Hopefully pushing it to 20%, 25%, and possibly 30% in the future.
0: Can you tell us about the 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 process, the, the basic process, how does it work?
1: The uh, basic process is uh, it's a little bit difficult to demonstrate over just voice without a, a video or a, a photograph. So, But anyways, I'll try to uh, give you the, the, the real simple version. So just like any other ceramics, you throw it on the table and you make the clay body first, right? The cup, for example, you make a teacup and then you get the proper glaze. You dip it into the glaze. Wait for it to dry, and then you put well, it into is,
0: What is the furnace. glaze made of? Uh,
1: the glaze is made of a different kind of rock material. So what they do with the glaze is, they harvest the rocks, they smash it, they grind it, and then they turn it into a loose liquid form. And then what you do is you pour it over the cup. And then as you go into the furnace, the glaze is actually moving slightly. And that's one of the reasons it causes the beautiful patterns to appear on those cups. Is the glaze
0: the, the glaze is like a powder?
1: It's more like a liquid, more like a more like a porridge, if if you will. But right?
0: so but it, is it, it liquid because you melt it or is it liquid because you add water?
1: We add water to it. Okay. So it's kind of like a pasty kind of like a paste kind of thing, right? So you, it's a very 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 thick liquid. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: And then when when you put it in the in the furnace, how how long it, it, does that last?
1: Uh, this is the tricky part. We put it in the furnace. The uh, the temperature required for this is quite high. It's anywhere between uh, 1200 to 1300 degrees Celsius, and it it depends on the humidity and the actual temperature on site. So if if it's a rain, if it's raining season, we might have to adjust the temperatures and stuff like that and we do we uh once it gets in there it's about 24 hours uh factoring in the uh warm-up time and the cooling off period so it takes about a whole day it's a long uh, time it's quite quite a while it's quite a while yes and once
0: it gets out of the furnace do you do something else or, or it's already done
1: Once it's out, it's already done. For us, we just inspect the cups, make sure they're good. And the bad ones, a lot of them are are actually, uh, they're either overburned or what, they're just being smashed. Those ones are being smashed right now. And what we do is uh, we take it to our facility and then we clean it. And the way we clean it is we use toothpaste. We brush it, clean it, make sure there's no residues on it and the cups become fully usable afterwards.
0: And the, the ones that you break, is there a use for, for that material?
1: Uh, unfortunately, those materials just go back to the, uh, the stockpile, right? So it's just it's broken ceramics is what they are. Uh, we try to salvage as much as we can actually by giving it away. Yeah. Some of them are, are fully functional. They're not broken. They're not chipped or anything. They just don't have the patterns on there. And those we consider, they're they're actually quite useful. So what we do is we give it away to uh, friends or customers to see if they like it. What
0: can you change to, to get the, the success rate a, a little higher?
1: Well, this is uh, there has been a lot of experiments on the glaze itself, uh, the mixture of different clays within the glaze, uh, but mostly it depends on the, on the actual temperature. So we might have to uh, bring some technical innovation in terms of the furnace itself, the placement of the cups, etc etc this is more trial and error at this stage yeah we we really don't have a uh, we don't have a unified theory of saying if you do this we're going to get that so it's more trial and error
0: are there many types of ceramic that are like that or, or is it mostly the jian one
1: well most chinese ceramics follow the similar pattern the Ru ware, for example it's uh, it's the same almost the same process you have the clay body you dip it into glaze and then you uh, put it into the furnace, right?
0: But I mean the, the part of the that it's so hard to get it right.
1: Although the other ones have high, have way better success rates. I mean, if we talk about Zisha teapots, I think it's somewhere between 85 to 90%. Ruwares are around the same range. I think 85, 80. Ours is uh, still at a very low stage.
0: Is it popular in Japan or, or is it mostly popular in, in China?
1: It's getting popular in China. We're trying to revive it it's yeah. part of the heritage as well in japan they really uh, they really worship these as uh, antiques so i i don't think a lot of people are actually using them as part of their daily consumption of tea but more like uh, antique collection and stuff like that okay mm-hmm.
0: And and tenmoku is the same characters for the jian. what what does it mean
1: eye of the eye of the sky yeah, Temuku is, if you look at the Chinese character, Ten means sky, and uh, Mu is the the character for eye. So it's eye of the sky. Uh, that's one interpretation. Another interpretation is that Temuku is actually a temple in China. And during one of the uh, visits from the Japanese, uh, sometime, I guess, during the Tang Dynasty, they visited the temple, they received these gen cups as a gift and they brought it back to Japan and thus were given the name Temuko. That's one of the uh, interpretations.
0: Oh, I see. When you say cups, what, what kind of cups are they?
1: Well, there are so many different shapes. Uh, t-bows, they, go, they range from 8 cm to 11 cm and you can make really big ones as well right some of the ones we had were uh, they were well well over 12 centimeters in diameter so they're pretty big
0: and they're all for
1: tea yes yes uh well the, the big ones are more as a, I guess a home decor piece okay and uh, i i like mine around five to six centimeters i think that's the perfect range for tea, if, especially if you're brewing tea for two and you okay. use like a yeah you use a 250 mil Teapot, two cups. That's about right size, right? So you can one one brew and then put it into tea, two teacups, and that's it.
0: Are you selling them already?
1: Uh, we're not selling them at the moment. We're still experimenting with the production process, but we will be giving away some of the uh, the gemwares online pretty soon.
0: How much do you think, like a little five centimeter cup would would cost?
1: This, yeah, this is a question that we get a lot at this stage. It really depends. It depends on the glaze pattern that we use, and it also depends on the production process. If it's machine-pressed, meaning the clay body itself is being produced by a machine, then the cost is uh, drastically reduced. If we use manual labor, craftsmanship, to actually throw the cups, that will increase our cost quite a bit. So what we're aiming is we're trying to bring price down below $150 per cup USD that's what we're trying to do at this moment
0: okay so it, it can easily go above $150
1: it yes yes my partner my partner Leo is very adamant about craftsmanship so he insists using uh, craftsmanship a hundred percent handmade material right mm. and that just basically puts a lot of people uh, out of the the market it becomes really expensive so what I'm trying to convince my partner to do is to introduce different lineups of cups. So we could have the one hundred percent handmade teacups for uh, connoisseurs and collectors who really like them. And we can also try to match produce it so that more people can get to know about these cups.
0: Yeah, yeah, it would be good.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, that's the, the goal up there for now.
0: Are those teacups um do they have something special when, when you drink tea from them?
1: Uh, Chinese have this concept called r- raising your teacups. More like uh, it's the actual word is called yang. What it does is saying that the more you use it, the better it becomes. And same as the teapots, right? Same with those uh, Yixing teapots. Same with ruyiware, yeah. they're crazing and crackles, right? So th- that's actually one concept I find really, really interesting. So instead of buying something, use it, throw it away, and keep on getting new ones, you can have one cup and actually increase its value by using it more, right? So that's one of the, the concepts that I really enjoy. For these cups, if you drink pour, which is what I do, it does change the coloration a little bit. Because pour has um, slightly a bit of a more oil base to it, so it mm-hmm. changes the color of the cups as you age it. So it becomes darker? For example, my cup, it's uh, it's got the silver patterns on it. As I use it more often, it's becoming more copperish. So the colors are getting a little bit darker. And uh, what I do is I I, I clean my teacups on a daily basis. After each use, I just rinse it, make sure there's no uh, leftovers on it. Even though it it still discolors a little bit. Some people actually like the discoloration.
0: When people use this, the... The Ishing teapots, they, they don't mix the teas. D- do you use the yes, same yes, yes. concept in, in your teacups? Like this teacup is only for this type of tea?
1: Yes, yes. That, that's one, one thing that we try to uh, promote as well. So if you drink four, uh, use the same teapot, use the same teacups. And if you want to experiment with another kind of tea, then get a different teacup and a different teapot. Try not to mix the, uh, the flavors. That's, that's very important
0: and do you feel also like the mouth feel like when you put it into your mouth So some teacups uh-huh. they have like a different feel to them that that's what i maybe it's not it's something like physical like when when a teacup is really the rim is really wide it's not the same as when you drink from a teacup that the rim is thin right it, there's like a different yeah. feeling
1: yes 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 um the way we make our, our gin is, it's actually quite thick, so when you feel it in your hand, it's it's solid, right? It has weight. And the rim, yeah, there's weight to it. The rim, it's, uh, it's got a slight curve to it. Once you put it into your mouth, you can feel it's a little bit different compared to the other, the more thin ceramic teacups. It gives you a, a sturdy feeling, definitely.
0: Okay, and and is does it break easily?
1: Uh, it doesn't break. It's pretty sturdy, but I'm pretty sure if you keep on smashing it, it will break. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, it, it's solid. I, I like it. I call it very masculine, right? So you look at it, it's not delicate. It's not like porcelain. It's very sturdy, yeah. very masculine, and quite ancient looking too. So, What do you think
0: reflects uh, the quality of a good uh, Gian teacup? Should it be like... Really shiny and with all these discoloration—is—is is that what you're looking for?
1: It depends. I mean, uh, visual aesthetics. Or, or is, is very it a, only the pattern? The patterns are are subjective. Some people like it, some people don't. Uh, but our concern is with the the quality of the material. I mean, a lot of Chinese producers right now they try to, they basically try to increase their success rate by mixing uh, some harmful chemicals into their glaze. Mm-hmm. And therefore, giving it a, a higher success rate, and that's something that's quite concerning right now. Uh, our approaches were, of course, it's health first, pattern second, right? So we try yes. to use original material, original glaze, uh, nothing, no chemicals. That's the way we do it. I mean, are you familiar with Taobao? Any chance?
0: Is that like like the Amazon?
1: Yeah, it's like the Chinese Amazon. You can. You can see some of these cups go as cheap as $70 uh, Chinese uh, RMB. So a a lot of it are what we would call fake or chemical-based, chemical-blades-based gemware. They're they're quite apparent. If you look at it, it's super shiny, and the patterns are not very naturalistic. It it looks like somebody's been been drawing over the cups, so to speak, right? So it's quite easy to tell the bad ones from the good ones.
0: Yeah, and, and it happens in the tea world, like, not only with that, but with tea, yeah, so b- basically, the, the more people like you, like, reach out and write about stuff, and then you, you get people's trust, then it's better both for you and both for for the people that say, finally, there's someone I can trust to buy the, the teacups, yeah, it's kind of that, that yeah. idea.
1: Yes, yes, we're trying to, to change the uh, business atmosphere. I mean, there are good business people in China who try to do business the right way. Yeah. And then there's also a lot of people who just try to undercut each other and, and try to, to cheat their way into success, <laughs> right? So that's, it's, 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 it's Chinese landscape. I mean, uh, for every good company out there, we have like five to six fakes or, or copies or whatever. <laughs> I just came back from my uh, trip to Yixing. I was talking to some of the uh teapot producers and some of the uh who, the more established ones at least and they were they're they're being concerned with these knockoffs as well because what they're trying to do is they're trying to build a reputable name for themselves right and then you have knockoffs knockoffs coming into the market completely disrupting the market in a very negative way
0: yeah. So you plan to sell it um, online? Is that like what you're thinking? You're gonna use the your your page to sell internationally, right?
1: Yes, yes, yes. We're going to do it online first, and then we're going to consider open physical stores. Uh, mm. Probably somewhere along the west coast, uh, Vancouver being my hometown, so it's probably more easy for me to set up a shop there, and then California further south something like that i guess uh, nice nice nice
0: and w- what happens when 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 someone let, let's say I, I know you're not selling it right now if uh-huh. i would buy it how long does it take to get it to the us
1: from uh, so china from china to us one week should be okay should be suffice okay um, it's not that but, long yeah it's not that long so and, and the
0: price of the shipment is nothing compared to what the what the teacup cost
1: See, this is the tricky part. If we set up, if we set up proper distribution channels, we can ship them en masse to, say, uh, a, a facility, a storage facility in in America somewhere, and then use that as a base to ship to uh, North America regions. That will be a lot cheaper. Because if you do it one by one, that what it does is essentially passing the cost down to the consumers, right? Yeah. yeah. So the shipping cost is, yeah, inefficient. quite expensive. Yeah, inefficient and expensive. So,
0: okay. And for the for the listeners that maybe they're, they're considering buying a, a Gian teacup, what do you consider it to be a, a good good to buy one of those teacups?
1: Well, this just really depends on your subjective taste. I mean, if you like dark glazed teaware, this is one of the things for you. Um, I I also collect Ru ware as well, so I find them to be polar opposites. You have Ru cups and Jian cups, and that's just a matter of subjective taste.
0: Are those two the more popular ones in in China?
1: Well, China has well, a regarding, lot regarding
0: regarding glaze.
1: Glaze. There's Ru. There's Guan. There's Ge, There's Ding. There's uh seven different kinds of uh ceramic. Twares, and then you have the the yixin kinds, right? The the purple clay,
0: yeah.
1: So for as the well. for
0: the teapots. Yeah. And all. So for the listeners, I'm gonna check out the webpage, and I'm gonna tell you what what the address is. It's www chaos So please check it out, and also in in the po- in the post about this podcast, I'll I'll link to to the page and to the Facebook and Twitter uh, pages yeah so is there something else like you, you you would like to tell the listeners about
1: well just uh, visit our page more often we'll try to write as many articles as possible to introduce this fantastic teamware to a broader base
0: okay thanks Vince and and we'll keep in touch and hopefully soon we, uh, people can come by authentic uh gian teacups online
1: all right thank you very much ricardo thank you for inviting me
0: okay goodbye take care
1: goodbye take care
0: thank you tea lovers for listening to this podcast um if you're on itunes remember that you can access the show notes by going to www.myjapanesgreentea.com slash episode 29 also don't forget to sign up to my newsletter and you'll get notified of each week's post goodbye Thank you for listening to my Japanese green tea podcast. Join us again next time.